Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at Jerosh stock, ticker JRSH. So right now we're going to take a look at their quarter two earnings for 2020. So let's take a look. Like always, I have my buddies Bull Solo and Darth Bear ready to keep track to see how the company is doing. Before we begin, all the information has come from the following websites. I use marketwatch.com, Seeking Alpha, I use fidelity.com, and sometimes I use lazyfa.com. So these are the four websites I'm currently using to get all my information. So who is Jerosh? That's how we should start off. Like I said, this is a very small company. Um, so first, let me just introduce them to you guys. It is a company that produces apparels for the following retailers, such as Walmart, Costco, Zers, Haynes, Columbia, Lane N, VF Corp, and Van and Philip Van Housing. So here I have a picture in the left where you can see some of their some of their top global brands, and then some that they're trying to um, some of the uh, large com uh, members that they're trying to get into Nike, Under Armour, Adidas, Calvin Klein. They have some here, but not a big enough uh, market base that they can say they have a strong relationship. Another good thing about Jerosh is the following: they produce in Jordan. So for those that don't know, Jordan actually has a treaty with the United States that any apparel, any apparel that comes from Jordan to the United States has a zero percent tariff, and that's a great thing because it allows it allows Jerash to make sure not to cost anywhere. Other companies that that make their products elsewhere, like in China and and other places, has started have started to do some what they call tariff engineering, where they start to do some form of where they try to reduce some form of material to reduce the cost, um, and Jordan doesn't, and Jerish doesn't have to worry about this. So this is a pretty a pretty good thing about this company. So next, let's look at the stock returns. In the past five days, this company's up point is pretty much flat. In the past month, is down four percent. In the past three months, is down seven percent. Year to date, is only up six percent. And in the past year, is down sixteen percent. So we can see this stock has taken a beating. And that's why I'm trying to take a look at this company. Now let's take a look at revenue. Quarter two gap earnings per share of 31 cents missed by 10 cents. And revenue of 30.6 million dollars misses by 7.9 million dollars. And it's down about 8.5% year to year. So we have a miss in revenue and we have a miss in earnings per share. So obviously the first point I'm going to have to do is give it to Darth Bear. But this is... Um, Later on this company, we're going to see that this company is not as bad as it looks right now. There are some strong pros that I'm going to mention. So don't let this this part of the of the company scare you off. But one thing to notice, right, is you can see how small this company is. It is producing a revenue of $30.61 million. That's very small compared to most of the companies that we see producing tens and tens of billions of dollars. So like I mentioned, revenue decreased by $2.9 million or 9% compared to same time last year. So right now it did about $30.6 million. Same time last year was $33.5 million. But they do mention the following reasons. The first reason is last year they had about a $2.5 million shipment that was supposed to go to quarter one of last year, but it ended up shipping late um, just because the customer requested it later than, than originally anticipated. So it was moved in from quarter one to quarter two. So that gave last year an extra $2.5 million than what it was anticipated. In addition, in this quarter, the same thing similarly happened. 
there were over 3.3 million dollars of orders that were supposed to go out in quarter two right now but they ended up the customer ended up calling and saying let's wait a few more days and they ended up shipping it in october which does not recognize sales in quarter two it actually recognizes the sale in quarter three so if we want to compare um if we want to compare apples to apples i want to subtract the 2.5 million that was shipped early that was shipped late last year and the 3.3 million that are being shipped last year and in reality this company has actually increased revenue by about two two to three million dollars compared to the same time last year and then revenue was driven by a combination of this they have higher volume from the existing customers that they have and they have multiple new customer accounts as they work to further expand capacity and diversify their customer base so we're going to see their customer base is pretty small right now and certain customers take up a huge portion of their total revenue so i'm liking that they're saying that they want to expand their customer base they also mentioned that these new customers account order volumes are pre-booked and are expected to grow further in the second half of the year giving them confidence that their year-to-year top-line growth outlook and their top-line outlook growth is i think a hundred million dollars and they're saying with all these pre-booked um, per uh, orders they're definitely gonna meet this so right we see an increase in revenue if we compare them apples to apples we see higher volume from existing large customers we see increase in new customers and we see an increase in future quarters and for that reason i'm gonna have to give a point to Google solo so next some things we're going to talk about is operating expense for quarter two of 2020 which was this quarter was 3.1 million dollars compared to 2.3 million a, a year ago so we can see there has been a huge increase in operating expense but they do mention the operating expense includes additional costs to the related to the initial paramount training so one thing that i'm going to mention in a few this company just opened up a new facility so they're doing new training they're doing new construction and they're doing new upgrades so that's why we're seeing a, a bigger operating expense compared to the same time last year so we're going to talk a few more things about their sales and the, like i mentioned right jordan has a free trade treaty that all apparels manufactured in jordan can be exported to the united states for free of charge um so here in my right i have two charts the first is their customer base the first is vf Car corporation which is mainly the north face brand you all guys know north face they make these great jackets that makes up about 86 percent of the total revenue so this is one of the scary things i don't like about the company that one customer makes up over 85 percent of the total revenue then they have new balance which i'm guessing is just new orders the exporting goods has 2.6 percent and others have 7.5 percent and then if we take a look at uh, orders per region we can see united states this quarter had 29 billion dollars of sale where same time last year has 27.8 so there was a huge increase in the united states um, where back then it was 83 percent of total revenue right now it's sitting at 96 percent of total revenue the other two are jordan jordan back then used to do five billion dollars in sale and this time it did one bill one sorry five million in sales and this year it did one million in sales and others did 631 last year and it did 163 this year so there you're, you guys are probably going oh that sucks they are dropping sales in other countries but they did this purposely they increased the sales in the united states approximately five percent in quarter two and it was mainly because the expansion of their customer base to include more customers with expert orders in the united states 
And for quarter two, like I said, sales to Jordan and other locations decreased was because of the above reasons that they got new orders in the United States and orders customers in the United States have higher profit margins on average and had limited production capacities for local orders, right? So they decided to take the United States orders instead because it provided them with higher profit margins. And this company seems to be hitting its limit cap on production. So those are two great things to know. So even though they are decreasing in other parts of the world, it is purposely and it's because this company is unable to keep track of all the orders it can it can actually take. Next, we're going to talk about future plans. And in the future plans, I always like to give a point if the company has something to talk about. And they do. So I'm going to have to give a point to Bull Solo. Even though this plan might not be as effective, I honestly can't tell the future, so I don't know. But as long as they have some form of roadmap, that is enough for me. And the first thing is they have that new facility, which is expected to add 1.5 to 1.8 million pieces in addition to their annual capacity. They already trained 500 plus workers and are focused on increasing productivity from those new hires. And in the remaining, in the next few quarters, they're going to train an additional 500 workers more and continue to bring this plant to its initial full run by the physical of 2021. So that's, uh, if this is physical 2020, that means in the next two quarters, they want to have a full run rate initial for this, for this facility. When fully staffed with trained workers, they expect the beginning capacity expansion to represent a minimum 23% year-to-year growth for physical compared to physical of 2019 so these are great growth numbers next we're going to take a look at shareholder return this company unfortunately has no repurchase program but that's okay what do you guys expect from such a small company but this company does have a dividend and they approve a payment of regular quarterly dividends of five cents per share on the company's common stock so just because they have this is about a 3.9 3.09 3.09 dividend yield and that's pretty strong for such a small company that i'm gonna have to give another point to bull solo here next we're going to talk about the company's assets and debt and let's start off with the assets the company still has similar current assets last time same time last year they had 55.3 million dollars of assets right now they have 55.2 million dollars in assets so it dropped down by 0.1 million dollars which is nothing right and they do one thing we do see is cash decrease from 27.2 million last year to 23.6 million dollars this year and that's definitely a scary thing to see but we can see that this company has a huge account receivables of 14.3 million dollars so for those that don't know accounts receivable is this company waiting for money to come in from its company from its um from its customers so it has about 14.3 million dollars waiting from its customers and last year, same time last year, it only had $4 million, so about $10 million more. So if that some of that cash and if some of that accounts receivable ends up going back to cash, we can see that this is actually not a bad thing that they dropped down about $4 million in cash in the past in the past year. And to see accounts receivable this huge compared to same time last year is not necessarily a good thing. It doesn't mean that the customer is not paying for their for their pro for the products it just means that the timing can be different compared to same time last quarter right this time the orders could be could have been due in a few months compared to previously in the previous last year same quarter they were due exactly when the quarter ended so like i said it's not a scary thing to see accounts receivable jump in that high as long as it's not uh it's not a constant thing to see another thing we see is inventory is much lower this quarter compared to same time last year last year it had 21 million dollars 
of inventory where right now it has 13 million dollars so we can see that makes sense right it has lower inventory but it has more accounts receivable and it has less cash so some of that accounts receivable they sold a lot of products that's why it dropped down so much but because they sold a lot of products they're waiting for that money to come in from accounts receivable and for they're waiting for that money to come in back to accounts receivable then they're going to send some of that money back to cash next let's take a look at total debt one thing to note is both total and current liabilities are down compared to the same time last year. Current liabilities last year were $7.6 million, and it's now $6.2 million. It even decreased, even though they have the new accounting rule where they have operating lease liabilities. Last year, they didn't have this. This year, they do. So this year, they had an extra $266,000 of liabilities compared to last year. So in reality, this total current liabilities is actually down to $6 million instead of 6.2 when we compare the apples to apples of same time last year. Next, total liabilities went down from $9 million to $8.3 million. Even though, again, there was an increase in non-current lease liabilities and of current lease liabilities. And total of that equaled about $0.8 million. So this company dropped down even more. So those are good things. This company barely dropped down in current assets but it it decreased its total liabilities and current liabilities dramatically when we compare it to same time last year and for that reason another point for bull solo next we're going to take a look at the outlook based on the company for physical of 2020 jirash anticipates to continue revenue growth with existing customers and additional customers we can see the revenue slot right here it has increased since 2015 Right, it has been increasing. It started off at 42.9, then 52.6, then 62.0, and continued increase. And they're expecting, like I mentioned, a hundred million dollars for this core for this year of 2020. That is a 17% organic growth compared to same time to the same to last year. So that's definitely healthy. And once they continue, right? We already know that they're building, that they have a new facility running. Once that facility is is going even harder this revenue will continue to grow at least for one more quarter one thing we do notice right is there is a huge drop in net income in 2019 2018 this company had 10.4 million dollars of net income then this past quarter it dropped down to 5.1 million dollars but we did see operating expenses were pretty heavy last year even though even there was one big um, quarter last year quarter one of 2000 of last year that was a huge increase in operating expense and this most likely has to do with the with all the rev all the all the costs with anticipating a new facility which is not which is okay right eventually this these expenses are gonna go away so net income should kick it back in the next few years so right we're seeing revenue growth we're seeing most likely a net income increase because operating expenses are gonna start a flatten out. So I'm gonna to have to give another point to Bull Solo. So now let's take a look at an outlook based on the analyst. So the first thing we notice is they have they anticipate earnings per share growth. Earnings per share for this year is 0.68 cents and for next year is nine cents. So we can see a forward PE ratio of 7.16 for 2021. And for me, a seven forward PE ratio for a company that's growing pretty healthy and it's growing at a fast rate that's actually a good number for me. I feel extremely comfortable with a seven forward earnings per share rate. The next thing we see is revenue growth. Revenue growth is also an uptrend. 
for 2020, they are expecting an um, analysts are expecting an estimated revenue of $99.28 million, which is pretty close to the $100 million that Jirash anticipates. So that that goes. And then for 2021, they anticipate a growth of $116 million. So we can see a continued growth on this company. And that's great news. So another point to Bull Solo. So now these are my thoughts. My thoughts first, I'm going to start off with the cons. And cons usually have a smaller list in my, in my, when I write this down. But those few cons are such a heavy, they have heavy weight compared to the pros. So in cons. They have an increase in operating expenses and it has cut net income by large amount. If they don't fix these operating expenses, net income can continue to go down. One customer is over actually 85% of their total revenue. And if that one customer, VF, VF, whatever, which is, um, which is North Face, leaves, things will go bad, right? If one of your customers is 85% of your total, of your total revenue, then it's bad if they go. Another thing is this company has very low volume trading stocks. I think it trades only about 5,000 shares a month, uh, a day. So you have to make sure to use a limit order when purchasing this stock. Some of the pros, revenue increase. This company has increased revenue in the past few quarters and is continuing to show growth in the next upcoming quarters. They also seem to have a cap capacity, a cap capacity on their products and that's a good thing that means that if they had more space they could produce more products because they have the customers they have a great balance sheet which is paying down liabilities and still have similar asset values they are in a country with no tariff which is pretty smart and they have a low forward pe ratio that makes it a great risk and reward ratio for me so yes i am definitely gonna buy shares in garage i don't even know if i'm pronouncing that correctly but and like i said i'll do the next bit um at the end of the week i'll show how i increase some of my positions in my stock account and this is going to be one of my new positions so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode let me know what you think so i hope you guys enjoy take care and have a good night make sure to subscribe make sure to share and see you next time